Welcome back to the Loud and Proud Orlando Pride Pod Edition. This is our second ever Orlando Pride specific pod uh, here in the 24 preseason. How are you doing, Luis? Uh, excited to be back and talking Pride with you. Yeah, super excited. Uh, the season preseason started for the Orlando Pride. Uh, a lot of uh, the part, well, one big departure, and then you know we got a couple of. Uh, good uh key additions to the to the pride squad it's definitely very exciting to to see this team uh being boosted by the by the front office i think they've done an amazing job so far i just can't wait to see them on the pitch john yeah and uh our first comment there from joshua tall uh saying vamos pride i'm a miss bright but let's go about simone charlie and some of these pride uh, moves the pride are making uh, so that's basically a great way to say what we're going to talk about this main episode. Uh, the big highlights being Messiah Bright leaving and a new player in Simone Charlie. Um, but first of all, uh, I want to talk about that cool new intro that Josh also talked about there. Uh, if you're not joining us uh, on video on YouTube, if you're just listening, uh, Luis made a very cool intro, uh, which you can see some really amazing highlights of uh, some of the footage we have of the Pride players. And it just kind of it looks very professional, Luis. So I want to congratulate you on no, that. No, no problem. So did, so did Joshua. So it's awesome. So thank you for doing that. Uh, we are looking for anybody who wants to come on and, uh, you know, host with us or be a guest on the show or is just generally interested in coming on and talking about Take Orlando Pride. Yeah, uh, we're looking for photographers for both, um, for LPO in general to do both city and for the Pride. So uh, if you're interested in any of that or if you want to get involved with us or think you have some skills that might be able to help out here at LPO, just, you know, contact us, DM us on any of the social media platforms. You can uh, reach out and we'll be we're happy to hear from you. Uh, like I said, we're always looking for more people who are enthusiastic about NWSL and Orlando Pride and, and have some knowledge and maybe you feel like you could uh, be brave enough to come on here with us and talk. Um, so we'd be welcome to invite some new members. Uh, and then moving on from that, on to news and rumors, Luis. The big thing starting Tuesday last week was preseason. Actually kicked off. The girls were in camp um, starting in Orlando. But now this week they've moved to a camp in Bradenton. Uh, is it the IMG, Luis? Do you know? I assume it is if it's in Bradenton. Yeah, it is. It is the it is the uh, the IMG Academy. Yeah. Which is, is an incredible facility, yeah. if anyone doesn't know about it. And um, we have done several things there as a club. We've done like preseason games there with Orlando City in the past. I'm not sure if Pride's ever been there before, but uh, it's a great facility. I'm bringing some like top class, incredible uh, soccer pitches and all sorts of things there. So great for the girls to kind of go out. On, I'm sure a bit of bonding, as we can see on the screen right yeah, now. Martha, right. Martha and Adriana busted out the moves. Look uh, at Emily uh, right there. Elongated <laughs> so uh, great to see the girls bonding um, and enjoying their time. What were your uh, takes from that first week of, of preseason? Because it's been about a week now, Luis, that we've been uh, in, in camp with all this new roster. Um, yeah, I mean, it's definitely going to make some some noise uh i feel like you know some of the people that i see on the pictures uh ellie lemos i think a uh, great addition to the team she's definitely looking sharp as well as um you know um carrie abello i think she's going to be an important piece as well i think uh, uh angelina as well i think in that midfield i think we're going to definitely see angelina taking having some minutes 
uh, you know, the comeback of uh, Kerry Lawrence, you know, uh, after a long injury, long nagging injury, uh, Kerry's back. And uh, it's so great to see her, uh, you know, back in full form and, and, you know, kicking that ball and doing what she does best. So I'm definitely, it's, it's, it's really exciting to see them all fit, you know. Uh, it's just very exciting. And, you know, one thing I'm, I am going to praise the front office is the the age of the squad. I mean, the the it's a very young team and with a high ceiling when it comes to future and potential uh, to, to definitely make an impact. While other rosters maybe are having a little bit of a age gap there between some of the stars and some of the youth. Uh, this squad is like all around, like very level uh, when it comes to age. And uh, I think that's going to def- definitely make a difference, John. Yeah, I mean, I think that, like you said, there's a lot of growth there. So um, often we had teams that were kind of built for now with the Pride, I feel like. And this one, more than ever, it feels like it's full of players that can contribute now and some some older veterans like, like Marta, et cetera. But most of the squad has a core of like young 22, 23, 24-year-olds that can grow and develop and have maybe seen some time in the league or in other leagues, but really haven't had a huge amount of minutes. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see, you know, who gets a lot of playtime this season and how many young players we put out there at, at one time. I think the biggest thing for me, Luis, was just like the happiness and the smiles and the, just the seeming like the amount of camaraderie there from that first week of training and all the pictures and video we got. It seems like not only are the old players that are coming back are, are happy to be back, but everybody new seems to just, you know, slotted in nicely. And we we don't seem to have any, uh, you know, any real drama going on in the Pride, which is, is yeah, nice. And, and not only that, like everybody seems gung-ho to make a difference this season. I mean, everybody's really upset that they didn't, you know, they were like this close to make playoffs. So they're yeah. all pretty much saying, they're all pretty much saying, okay, look, uh, there's no egos. Egos out the door. We're all a family. We're all here to make the Pride uh shine if we all win that's better not only for the club but only for for our own careers as well you know plus we got marta also in the you know latter days of her of her career as well so you know it's just a win-win situation on on all levels so i I, i'm just really delighted that they're all like super positive to start the season i love that they were all talking about like you mentioned the uh the fact that they were frustrated by that final game and the way that they just didn't make playoffs like ali watt was talking about that um it just it just shows that they really care and they just really you know they they know that there's a project there and last year they were close to making the playoffs and this year i'm pretty sure they're all determined to make that happen and i think this squad with the upgrades should at least set that as a, a, a baseline don't you agree no, I agree. And not only that, I mean, they're all healthy, you know, they're all past their medicals. And I think definitely, you know, just by the attitude itself, they just look like a brand new team, um, a team that kept its score and that uh, they're ready to build up from there. So um, I honestly never seen that before uh, from all the years I've covered Pride um, is the first time that I truly see, you know, that, you know, that spark in every single player, even the new ones coming up, like there is like, okay, that like they're taking these new players coming up as not like rookies, you know, they're making them feel welcome. They're making them feel part of the team. And not only that, but like, they're telling them, you know, you're going to be important just as I'm going to be important. And I think, you know, when you set a precedent and you set a, a standard 
that everyone feels feels welcome, you know, you're going to just be home, become more cohesive as a team, as a unit, uh, you know, down on the pitch, John. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think that um, even the draftees are included in that, you know, that may not necessarily have contracts yet. We'll talk about one of them that has got a contract, uh, but there's three others that have been training. Um, so some there are some DNPs there uh, or, you know, players that were not signed to contracts yet. Uh, uh, one of which was Simone Charlie, which leads us really nicely onto our next point. Later to that same day, well, on Wednesday, uh, the following day, my apologies, we announced the signing of Simone Charlie as a free agent. Um, Simone Charlie, somebody who hasn't played a huge amount of minutes in the league, but has been around um, for several years. And she's been mainly with the Portland Thorns. And then uh, she went away uh, back to um, Australia, I believe. Yes, for a little while. And then she came back and she's been with the Angel City since. So she's an attacking player, uh, fairly tall striker, you know, could also quite good with her feet. Technical could be a bit of a winger at times. Uh, someone, it definitely seems like added a little height to our team, which I always like to see. Sometimes we could, uh, we could be a little bit short up front. Uh, and someone I feel that maybe hasn't got all of their chances yet or just looking at her history and not a huge amount of minutes played in the league, especially last year, um, really only, you know, not a lot at all played. I think there must've been an injury there. And the year before, you know, like 10 starts in 2022, it was some minutes, but really only like a thousand. So somebody who maybe isn't playing every game, but uh, perhaps not so consistent. She's good, definitely. Um, whether she's going to be the starting answer up front, uh, I'm not sure. Luis, what's your opinion on Simone, and and what have you found out about her? I think in Portland, Portland being such a big squad worldwide, I mean, Portland can stand toe to toe against any team in Europe. Uh, that's what a lot of people don't realize. A lot of these NWSL teams can stand toe to toe with. The Chelsea's, the Men United's, the Men, the Men Cities. I mean, we even had players from Men, Men, Men United come to Orlando Pride to play. So, um, you know, you're not just four-time world champs for no reason, right? So, um, you know, Portland. I think she didn't really get a lot of minutes that she would have hoped. I, I don't think we've seen the full potential of her, and I feel like maybe with Orlando, with Orlando Pride, she'd be able to you know, do things like this, you know, um, like you look at that play, look at the speed right there between the center back, between that center back, that one V one, you know, it's kind of like an Ali Watt and the way she finishes the play is like pretty impressive. I mean, that's um, an incredible highlight there. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, she's, she's got elements of Messiah bright, but also correct. elements of Adriana to her. She correct. can do, she can do both. She could be a center forward a number nine, she could also be like a winger or an inside forward. Exactly. Um, she definitely got some strength and size to her, which I think, like I said, we were, were perhaps lacking. Uh, I just think, like you said, Luis, overall, she hasn't she hasn't really had like uh, she hasn't been a starter consistently, it seems, on her career yet. Uh, so perhaps this is that place for her. I, it goes in line with our other signings, right? Angelina is a similar sort of player, um, you know, same with. Uh, Luana, right? Uh, these are players, and um, 
I'm forgetting now, our new uh, Swiss right winger. Help me out here. Um, but uh, also oh, another was, player um, yeah, who is Evelina not Evelina. That's it, Duljan. We have so many new pride players. I can't always remember <laughs> them off the top of my head. But we will learn, Louise. That's what we're here for. Yeah, um, right. Evelina, again, another one that hadn't really played as much. So it seems to be a theme of giving chances to players that maybe have been overlooked or had injuries or it just hasn't worked out for them. And I think that's a really good policy. You're getting, you know, you're taking punts on players. Some of them will work out and some of them will not. And that's okay. I think, you know, if we're not investing a large transfer fee, like this is a free agent. So it's not a huge amount of risk here. It really looks like she's got some talent and obviously some skill. So maybe this is a place that she will thrive and it will end up being an incredible signing us. We don't know yet, uh, but the signs are that Charlie, you know, can definitely hustle up front, which I, I like to see. So yeah, anything else and, to add on Simone? Yeah. And not only that, I do want to add that, you know, I feel like she has a, she has a chance to, go back to the, you know, for, you know, to the women's national team. I mean, she was under 23, you know, she did, she, she did, wasn't an under 23 squad, but I think her having more minutes being an important piece of the pride, maybe having like five to six goals in the season. I think uh, is she's definitely, you know, she could be called up for the, for the women's national team. You know what I mean? So I feel like it's a brand new beginning for her. It's a brand new beginning for her. It's a brand new beginning for her. It's 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 a, a fresh start, in which she can get some minutes. And I think the the goal of every single player playing in this league is to represent their country. And she's already done it in the youth level, but never in the senior level. So I think this could be a make or break for her, and it's a great chance that Orlando Price providing her. So I mean, I have nothing but faith that hopefully she's going to excel, and maybe you know again. We saw the women's national team in the World Cup. They needed some firepower on the wings. If she is that player, you know, I'm, I, I look forward for her to be in, in purple, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, playing for Orlando, John. For sure, for sure. So um, following that news, the next day, the league announced the season schedule for the entire league, including obviously ours, Orlando Pride. So we got the Orlando Pride has announced a 2024 regular season schedule presented by Orlando Health, and it will feature 26 total matches, 13 at home at the Inter and Coast Stadium, and 13 on the road, including the first ever meeting against the 2024 expansion side Bay FC and new meetings with the returning club Utah Royals FC. So uh, what that means is we kick off the season on May 16th, sorry, March 16th, <laughs> At four right. o'clock against Racing Louisville, so home opener for us, uh, and then no, sorry, away opener for us, and then a home opener following against uh, Angel City. The Pride schedule did it backwards; they did the blue for home and the purple for away. That confuses me. I'm just gonna say that out <laughs> loud. Uh, <laughs> it's opposite the city, and that's why I got confused. Um, so opener against Angel City, not gonna be uh, an easy uh, home opener for us, but. Uh, Obviously, away at uh, racing Louisville before that, perhaps a chance to get a win uh, before that massive game and build some confidence. Uh, are there any major takeaways you took? Any games that stood out for you from this schedule, or any games particularly that you're like, "Ooh, I want to." I'm looking forward yeah, to that course. matchup. Um, 
you know, facing your former squad team members, you know, you're, you're going to racing Louisville. I think this young squad can definitely surprise racing Louisville, not to take anything away from them, but we've, 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 we've complicated them before. I know Seb has, Seb's a good coach and, uh, you know, if you start with a win on March 16th, you set the precedent that you're a favorite, especially playing at home against Angel City. Whether you want to see the Angel City is the team and everybody follows Angel City, let me tell you, um, if the Pride plays at home and they won against Racing Louisville, I mean, they have the squad to definitely put Angel City down. Um, we've seen it happen already last season uh, with Messiah goal too, by the way. So... Now Messiah Bright comes back to Orlando, uh, faces her former teammates. So I think that's definitely going to cause a buzz. And also, you know, facing the Utah Royals, you know, um, Utah Royals facing, you know, uh, you know, former Orlando Pride players, you know, right there as well. And, you know, who doesn't want to face Taylor Korniak again, you know, San Diego Wave. So I guess. You know, definitely playing Washington Spurs is going to be tough. You know, you got Trinity Rodman and all those, you know, really good players. Um, but I think if Orlando stays strong at home, uh, that's going to be the key. You know, if we, if we protect our home turf, uh, I think that's going to make uh, my strides. And then, you know, maybe you take away from, you know, Louisville and you take away from Utah, right? And then, you know, maybe you fall against Washington because, they have better star power or, you know, maybe they're, you know, we're just having a bad game, but at least, you know, we're taking steps to truly not stumble and fall down, you know, to just complicate ourselves, you know, to, to, to clinch playoffs. I think I have full confidence that this season we can clinch playoffs easier. We have the squad to do it. So let's see what happens, John. I totally agree, Luis. You know, those highlights of playing other uh, former teammates, especially seeing as we lost some key ones there um, to other teams in the league, it's going to be interesting when they come back into town or, or we go visit. Uh, one of the, the, just from the schedule, the highlights that were interesting to me, uh, May, uh, what is it, May 1st to a, May 11th, there's a three straight home ga- games for us for the Pride, which is going to be really interesting, just sort of back-to-back 10 days of, of Pride games. Um, which I thought was really interesting. And then the last three home games, the last three games of the season, we are away to Portland Thorns, away to Gotham, and then at home against Seattle Rain. I think that's a very tough end to the season. I think um, those teams have done big things this this offseason. I think all of them are going to be strong contenders, like really NWSL for me, the, the sort of top fourth, teams uh are, are really right now rain you know portland gotham and then throw angel city in there as well um i might be wrong about that you know it remains to be seen how the season starts but those are kind of the big guys from last year and historically that that i think we're going to have issues with so those last three games to me seem like three very tough fixtures so i'm hoping louise that we've got our playoffs wrapped up before we get to that point or else it's going to be you know, a repeat of this year and we're struggling and we're going to have to play three of the biggest teams uh, to try and secure the playoffs. Any thoughts on that or anything yeah, yeah, else? Yeah, sorry, I was muted. I was muted. Oh, you're good. <laughs> so, of course, I mean, you don't want to face Portland, Gotham, and, and Seattle 
and then attempt to clinch playoffs. I think we have the squad to clinch playoffs sooner. I think that's what the what the women in this squad are are definitely. I think even Sab and and the front office are brewing. Uh, I think they made the moves to to make this happen. And uh, I think that's what we should. I think what should happen. Look, if we steal some points against Portland, maybe against Gotham, and then we fall against you know, or we win against Seattle and Gotham, and then we lose against Portland, you know. But we're already yeah. clinched, you know. It, it, we need, I we mean, need some wins and draws in there. You right know? now, you have to, another thing I do want to say is we need to. We're going to be facing a lot of the teams, uh, you know, home and away and things like that. We need to know how to have a, a plan B too. You know, uh, you, you cannot play the same team the same the same way twice, in my opinion. Because the teams are, you know, teams are going to know. I mean, they, they, I mean, you know, they also have a coach, you know, on the other side. So, you know, they're going to, they're, they're going to watch the tape and they're going to know like where to, where to hit you, where it hurts. Right. So that's when I felt like last season, we lost some points that we probably should have won. They already know how to mark Messiah or how to mark Ali how, or how to mark, you know, you know, um, Caria Bello when, when you know when she will go you know down the flank. So, you know, I, I think that um, that's one thing that we need to. I guess it sounds kind of cliche. The element of surprise, as you say, you know, having like maybe two systems that they know back and forth. And this is what preseason is about. This is what preseason. Maybe maybe that's what they're cooking. You know, but I think it's going to be important for them to have like, you know. Uh, Two systems to work for, you know, uh, not just one single system. You know, uh, you cannot, you know, like, you know, you cannot be special every single game. You know, you cannot just, uh, you know, defend every I single agree. game. In, in the NWSL, you can't. Well, I think we've got the squad now to have different yeah. options of attack. I think we were a bit limited before in how we could go about things because we didn't have so much depth, but that we do now. Um, so on the schedule, one last thing that I found very interesting is all of these different media agreements that have been happening this year. So we've got CBS Sports, yeah. ESPN, Prime Video, Script Sports. It's uh, It reminds me of the old MLS days where it's like spread across four or five <laughs> different providers. Um, it's good that it's getting out there. Just It's a little bit difficult for consumers sometimes to know. So there are some handy tidbits here like NWSL will begin each regular season weekend with Friday night matches on Prime Video. So if you've got Prime, that's one that most people have. I feel like it's a bit more common than perhaps having, you know, your uh, Paramount Plus that has been on in the past or other other providers. So, for example, our pro term game will be on uh, on Prime. So any Prime fans who are not in the area who don't go to the games, uh, that first home game will be will be broadcasted on Prime Video. And a number of other places like ESPN's got games. There's 121 matches total, and 113 uh, a regular season contest will be will be broadcast. So great to see. It just you got to kind of you know pull up the old FootMob app or something and figure out which week where we're playing when because uh, it's not always so obvious. All right, Louise, on to our next piece of news, and this is the big one. Uh, Orlando Pride acquires. 130,000 in intra-league trade transfer funds from Angel City in exchange for Messiah Bright. Uh, I got to say, Luis, my head dropped a little bit on this one. Um, it was 
it was sad to see that Messiah uh, expressed a desire. Uh, a quote from Haley Carter here. Messiah requested this trade for personal reasons. And while we miss her in Orlando, we are committed to her as a person as we are to as an athlete. So Haley sticking with what she's been saying the whole preseason and her whole agenda. Of, if you don't want to be here, you know, we respect you as a person. We'll let you go. Uh, I think it's just sad that Messiah didn't want to stay and be part of the project. I don't know exactly what, um, you know, maybe she just likes California more than Florida. Maybe, uh, you know, maybe she didn't believe in the projects here. Maybe she had an issue with the way we were doing things or the way she was being used or, you know, her playtime. It's so hard to say, Luis, but this one kind of just seems like it came out of the blue. No, I mean... Had you heard anything about Messiah being upset before? Or what's your general opinion on on her wanting to leave us? Well, I mean, honestly, it's it, it's sad that she left, to be honest with you. I mean, she's she's a great she's a great prospect. I also feel like uh she had a lot of shots on goal and not uh, a lot of accurate finishing uh, in some games. And that is not um not taking anything from her. I'm just saying that um maybe maybe she realized that our system maybe doesn't fit her uh maybe she felt like maybe adriana because adriana did had a couple of great goals and and even a free kick and stuff like that so maybe she felt like you know she needed to be at a place that she could you know be the man you know the woman you know what i mean uh kind of like coding rick flair you know so um and you know she did express we you know we have some some words from her she did she joined angel city and she said this yeah um i'm super well um you know everyone's been very welcoming towards me um and i think it's just a good environment to be in so i'm super excited to just be able to get out there and get after it get my feet wet um learn the girls as much as i can learn the the coaching staff the technical staff and yeah i've been enjoying it the weather's perfect um like not too hot but also not too cool so i think it's right straight down in the middle really nice um but yeah i'm just happy to be here honestly yeah um so she said there you know the environment is great here that's the number one thing that really grabs my attention and number two is the weather is great here not too hot not too cold now i don't know if florida is too humid Maybe she has some allergies. <laughs> Maybe she has some allergies. I mean, honestly, Luis, you know how I was always saying that Messiah just stopped running after the 60th minute or whatever? Maybe she just couldn't handle the Florida humidity. And she just thought her game would be better in California where it's not so humid. It's honestly, dry. it, it dry. could be as simple as that. Or maybe she just doesn't like living in the humidity of Florida or the weather here. It does seem strange that she talks about the weather like that, like. Not reading into it, she just could be, you know, having right. an interview and just seems to, you know, talk about the weather because she doesn't know what else to say. But it definitely seems like there was something she didn't like about being here that we we didn't know or was just internal um, that we we just haven't heard about at all. Uh, and that could be the case. Obviously, we're not we're not privy to all the information. We don't know how the players feel about things. We don't know how. You know, they get along with other players. We don't know how she got along with Seb. We don't know how she got along with Haley. We, we're not sure exactly where this comes from or what it is, um, in all honesty. 
but it seems like it's something that she obviously was just not happy here and wanted to go. So, Luis, yeah, any more any and, more and, thoughts and on I'll, Messiah? I would say I praise the I praise the front office for making the move in a way because the th things that happened in the past was that we held on to players that did not want to be here just because they were they had a name recognition and i mean if if messiah she feels like this is the move for her you know it's it's her decision you know um i would love to see i would have loved to see her more in pride colors but if she didn't feel like she will fit in the system or maybe it was a humidity or whatever i mean we could speculate all day about it but i, I just feel like it's a great move like a very like okay you don't want to be here great let's get something out of this and then move on with the squad that we want now because we don't want to you know poison you know in a way i mean i don't want to sound like she's ne she's not a negative influence she's a fantastic uh, athlete i'm just saying we don't want to create issues within the core of our group you know and, and it just makes sense and i will add you know Adriana's been playing number nine. You know, we maybe could see that again this season. And she she really did it. She did it did a great job about it. So, you know, it reminds me kind of when Taylor Korniak left. You know, one thing is it, it is gonna hurt me, I will say, is what hurt me with Taylor Korniak. Taylor Korniak was one of my favorite pride players. I'll say my favorite pride player. And when she left, I was really sad, to be honest with you. And uh, you know, she blossomed in San Diego. She like completely took off and she scored goals with the, with the women's national team. So in a way, I don't want to see another, you know, T-Mac, another Tracy, another Shaq. You know, I don't want to see another Taylor Korniak that, you know, Messiah is going to leave and then boom, she's going to go gung-ho in a different, you know, in a different team. You know, I think we need to be prepared to, you know, breed the next, you know what's next after messiah so i think that we're ready i think that we we as a squad are ready and and we've made the right signing so you know you know so sad so bad but you know i think we we will move on and i wish her, i wish her, i wish messiah nothing but the best i'd also say from uh, that perspective like looking at the trade obviously she wants to go like you said and we're, I, I think it's great that we should let her go um i think 130,000 is actually not not a small amount of money for yeah. if you look across, you know, NWSL and what sort of the, the, the transfer fees are, you know, there's not a lot of players that break into the hundreds or two hundred thousands. You know, a lot of the players are exchanged for 50, 60, 70, 80 thousands at a time. So it definitely shows that she's got a lot of value. And I think that that's, that's a decent amount of money that uh, I don't know, Luis, whether we're going to be reinvesting that or not. Um, that's sort of something I wanted to talk to you about and, and get your opinion on here was do we, you know, need to go now and spend that money? Or I know we've got, I'm sure we have more money left over um, from other trades on a new nine, you know, it, we don't have DPs in this league, but uh, it would be the idea of like a, a new star, number nine, a new star striker. Obviously we've just got in, um, charlie as well so that's a nine there we have a few other pieces at the club that can play striker position obviously uh the likes of um, adriana could play there we saw that at times last year what are your thoughts on needing to replace messiah i mean we can we can you know 
right now I feel like with Adriana we can cover that spot. That's just my opinion. Um, but I do feel like if we're using that money, let's use it into a player that's gonna be a a worldwide name recognized player because you know you gotta understand Marta, she's in her latter days with the pride, you know. Uh, and uh, another injury, I think, it may affect uh, her stance in in the league, you know. Uh, to be, I mean, I, I'm just talking out of just pure common sense, and uh, not to say that she's not gonna do great. I'm just saying, but uh, we can go for a European starlet striker. You know, look at the La Liga and look at maybe the, the their top number nine there. You know, or, or even look somebody within the you know, scoop somebody from the NWSL, somebody that's been a constant goal scorer and, and bring him over to make a, you know, we need a, that immediate impact player, you know, that, you know, we already got Angelina, Marta, you know, Adriana, Ali Lemos. Uh, we already got these players that are be able to just play with each other. We just need that finisher. Now, when they create that play, she, she you, you can guarantee this player is going to have at least eight goals a season. I mean, you know, and I think we need that in order to get the, to the next level and get that NWSL championship. You know what I mean? That's what the other, that's what Gotham has, for example. That's I, the, I would say that we are definitely missing, like we haven't gone out and spent on that sort of big name, big signing, like you said. I think it's, you know, been good, good, smart use of money, but we haven't like gone out for a crazy player, crazy big signing. And maybe, maybe that's the plan for a new number nine. I mean, looking at our depth chart that we did, you know, obviously we have Amanda Allen who could play there. You know, it depends who would you would like to play there, but we have a number of players who could play the striker role um, already at the club, but none of them I would say is like a top, top striker in this league. So maybe we go out and find that piece, or maybe we consider moving some of our players around, like perhaps maybe Adriana's a striker all, all the time this year. I could see that, like you suggested, happening. Um, and we move some other assets to replace her out in her right wing position or, or wherever, wherever else we want to move different players, you know, with the likes of Angelina coming in, who I think could be a starter, right? Larroquette could be a starter. Yeah, Larroquette um, too. Either Julie Doyle, you know, Arguably could be a starter at times. Yeah. Ali, you know, maybe Ali Watt's going to get a chance to be a starter. We don't know um, who's going to play. I think obviously we know certain key pieces that are going to be in there, but there's some big questions around the wingers and the the, the number nine in particular, this attack of who's going to get the starts in what position. So maybe we have the player at the club already. Uh, maybe it was Simone Charlie was already planned to be the replacement for Messiah it could be that's the case we don't know um but i don't think we're 100 done on pride there might be another piece of news uh before the season is over but we have done a lot already so i would also not be surprised if we don't make a move uh what do you think louise we're gonna make a move or not make a move i mean i think we should you know i mean we could get like alexia putellas you know type of type of player you know Ooh, that would be big yeah, right. I, I mean, so, I mean, I mean, somebody with experience, somebody that you yeah. know, she, she knows she's not gonna have the ego, and is gonna mesh well with the young squad that we have, and is gonna be able to know. Hey, look, I've been to a world championship. I've won a world cup. I've done this. I've done that. 
I want a I want a Champions League. You know, so these are these are players that you know we need. You know, maybe uh, why not going for Sam Kerr? You know, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, at some point, you know, you know, those are the type of players that I think uh, not only we need but the the league needs if you want to, or maybe scoop up Trinity Rodman. Well, we we've, we've got Alex Kerr, who was yeah. our uh, <laughs> drafty pickup. So we've got a Kerr. We're good there. Yeah. Um, uh, actually, speaking of Alex Kerr and uh, Corey Dyke, and um, the other one was Talia oh, yeah. Bravara. Uh, we don't know if they're going to be signed, but we was an announcement, which leads me nicely onto our next point, Luis. Signing of Ali Lemos, the number ninth overall draft pick from the 2024 NWSL draft this year. Ali Lemos on a two-year deal. Uh, really, from Haley's talking points and from what I can see, definitely a bright star. Somebody that they really believe has big potential and big upside, but also perhaps could play a role now this season. You know, um, Haley's saying we drafted Ali knowing that she has potential to come in and make a difference for us on the field. She's a young player and we're investing in her development over time, but she has already demonstrated notable maturity in how she studies the game and her approach to training and off the field priorities. She's demonstrated she knows how to win championship at the college level, and we are confident of our veteran leadership and staff will help her successfully transition into the professional game. So I believe that Ali Lemos is someone that we're going to see quite a bit of in this first season, uh, Luis. So similar to so how Messiah Bright sort of had a very good opening season, I think that the rookie season for Ali Lemos will be equally um, as what's the word I'm going for here? Successful. There we go. So what are your opinions on Ali Lemos? And uh, as you can see on the, the screen here, we've got a little bit of video. Uh, I keep talking about that insane uh, assist she made from a corner. Have you seen that video? No, no, no. Let me, I'm looking at that. In I the think NWSL that's video, final. That's no video. Um, from her um, in college. Yeah, that's an old video uh, from her. I think in the in the youth team. Hold on, let me pull up. Uh, yes, because she more. has been and is on the U.S. Uh, women's youth national team roster. So she has been on uh, the new national team counts from U14 through U20 and represented the United States with the U20s in the U20 in the 2023 Concacaf Championships and with the U16s at the UEFA tournament in England. So. She's on the path to be a U.S. national team player. Really signing with us, Luis, is that next step for her to be able to get real minutes in a professional setting. No, I agree. I think this is a win-win for us. I think this is a player that we can definitely uh, not only mold to be a striker, but she could definitely uh, be a a difference maker uh, like right now. I mean, she... I mean, she definitely has has won in the in the collegiate level. You know, she's um, the fourth youngest draftee in NWSL history. She uh, led the Bruins in all minutes played. You know, so I mean, she's a player that can definitely start like right now. Um, and one thing I I, I do want to add is her personality. She has also that fire in her that, you know, the way she's training, she goes all out in training. And, uh, you know, she's, uh, I think that's what 
the front office saw in her, you know, uh, that, 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 that willingness to, to work hard, you know, uh, listen to the indications of the coach. And I think she's going to be a phenomenal player for us. I think she's going to be, uh, an upgrade in the mid for a lot of the players that we currently have a boost down there too. And potentially we have some, a player that's going to go into the U S women's national team and excel at it. You know, she's playing Neville level collegiate and now NWSL. Um, I think the, the sky's the limit for this, for this signing. So I think they did the, the right thing uh, choosing her in the draft. For sure. I mean, she's uh, definitely going to be an exciting talent and prospect for us to watch. Uh, the question remains sort of like, what is her best position and role? I kind of see her as like that number 10, almost like a backup to Marta. In yeah. The, the, the center attacking mid role. Is that what you see uh, her best role as as well? Or she could be used as a winger. Um, maybe not so much a defensive mid. I definitely get the sense like she's more of an attacking player, but Someone who could be a defensive mid, perhaps if we retrained. Uh, we see often coming out of NWSL that players, what they played in college doesn't end up being what they really play in um, their professional career. Like a lot of players move it back in the back line. Like they're in college, they were right wing. And then when they become a pro, they, they move back to right back or something like that. So maybe Allie could end up being a D mid. We don't know. She definitely can... Um, well, I say like she got a pinpoint pass on her, right? She's uh, she can do like a Mauricio where she just pings it across the field, uh, really nicely puts it on a platter for people. So uh, I think her passing ability would be her, her biggest strength, but also she can dribble, um, which is why I say she could be a winger. Overall, though, Luis, you think you agree with me that center attacking mid uh, could be her preferred role. And, and would you see her perhaps playing second fiddle to Marta? Yeah, I think uh, central attacking mid will be. I think that's the position for her. Um, she has a, you know, the skill, and uh, why not be that? You know, nowadays you have attacking mids that play very defensively. Also, they're like they're very, you know, they 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 like to defend also. So run for the ball. They just just stand there waiting for a ball to get them. I would love to see that from her. You know, kind of like, you know, I know it sounds kind of what I'm going to say, you know, kind of like a Fede Valverde from from Real Madrid, you know, kind of like that that position, playing like a sort of a, like a eight um, and also maybe playing some, having like a, an attacking eight, you know, that's able to attack through, you know, maybe on a 4-3-3 or in a, in a 4-2-3-1, you know, playing there. So, um, that's what I would love to see because we, we we have not had. I mean, Marta is such a key component in our attack. Um, it would be great to have somebody that she can mentor, and that she could definitely you know show her the ropes. And I think Ali could be that person. You know, uh, and you know we got her at a great age, ready to play. She's healthy. You know, she looks like she has, like I said, fire in her eyes. Like since when she signed, when she was signing, like the in the NWSL, they signed the camera. You know what I mean? Uh, I was watching that. You know, she was like so happy just to get the chance to play with the with the pride. And I think those are the type of players we need. And I think it's a, I think it's a boost. Uh, I, I see it as a great addition to the squad. 
Yeah, I'm excited to see what big things for Ali Lemos that we hope are going to come true. So exciting season for her. I think that wraps up all of our news and uh, rumors. There's not a lot of other rumors going around on Orlando Pride this last week. Um, so that's, that's what we're talking about with the replacement nine right now. Doesn't seem like there's one on the way in, but that could change. We still got time. Uh, so we'll keep watching that space and let you guys know. Uh, one final comment from Josh Rotal just saying, yay, let's go about the first game being on Prime Video. Yes, that is awesome news. Um, something that has always been a problem with NWSL is, you know, being able to watch it. And uh, it's it's a great league, but I think it's a league that people aren't super willing to pay extra money outside of their regular viewing habits to pay for, right? I think it's people are struggling to debate whether they want to pay to watch MLS. Um, it's, it's even more of an ask to ask some of those soccer fans to perhaps pay for a league that maybe they don't want to watch as much. Um, so it's great that some of these games are on some providers, like we said, like uh, Prime Video and other places that you can watch free games. There's going to be some on End of a Cell Plus, which is a whole new thing that the league is launching, um, which will have games on there. So accessibility to the league, Luis, always very important, especially a small growing league like this one. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm excited for this season. Uh, I'm going to put some some a video real quick before we go by, like, beautiful place from, from training. I do want to say, like, look what Adriana is doing in preseason. Like... Like that's in the box right there, <laughs> you know. Like, you know, that's that's against its own teammates, you know. Uh, at a, a preseason, you know, just she looks like the nine to me, Louise. Exactly, she looks like the the nine to me, and uh, yeah. you know, I think the um, way that we play with that striker up front, it makes more sense to play a striker like that, almost like a false nine type, somebody who can you know, drop deep and play one twos and, and be a bit more involved in the play um, than perhaps your traditional large, you know, big center forward. Uh, I think that we saw at times after Anna last year, I did very well in that starting uh, center forward role. So that could be, that could be the move. We'll have to see. Um, but as we go here with the pride off season, we'll, we'll answer more of those questions and, Hopefully, uh, get some really great information for you guys going forward. We are starting the season in about another two months or so, so we're gonna have some things planned. We got a long time. Yeah, we're gonna have like, some compared interviews. to the men. It seems like it's forever for this Pride season to start. So we're gonna work on some interviews and some guests and some other things that we can do in the meantime uh, to get some content for you guys to make sure that we've got sort of a Pride pod every two weeks uh, in the off season. Right now seems to be about the sweet spot so we'll keep rolling on that so we'll see you in another two weeks from now uh but for now please go ahead and follow and like and subscribe wherever you're watching if you're watching on youtube or listening if you're listening on apple podcasts or on spotify uh, you can go ahead and follow us on social media you know lpo on twitter or x as it's now called lpo on instagram <laughs> facebook uh, we also have a facebook group uh, which we can share and you guys can join. Uh, we've been on TikTok as well. So I'm on X as John Rollins OCSC. Luis, uh, how can they find you personally? You can find me at, at uh, Pineda uh, underscore ORL or at LPO underscore podcast. 
And we want to thank you for joining us for another episode of LPO Pride Pod Edition. And as always, vamos Orlando. Vamos Orlando. Have a good one, guys. <laughs>